0: you're listening to the whole vineyard podcast to find out more about the whole vineyard church go to wholevineyard.co.uk well good good morning good morning again for those of you that don't know me my name is josh i am one of the part of the team here at church and um, we are privileged and honored to have sid speaking with us many of you will know sid he is just Uh, Part of our church for a number of years now. Did our leadership year, I think, last year. And um, yeah, just an incredible guy. He's going to bring God's words. We start, well, as we continue our series on Proverbs. Um, Hey, why don't we pray for Sid um, before you kick off. Father, we thank you for Sid. We thank you for his heart. We thank you for um, his life, Lord, how he follows you so relentlessly. And we pray, Holy Spirit, for your anointing upon him this morning fill him up now as he pours out for for the sake of the gospel and for Jesus we pray you would fill him up i pray his words would be yours this morning we are open to hear what you have to say for us lord in jesus name amen bless
1: you thank you Josh good morning everyone and to those watching online as well welcome into the house of god this is our home where we meet with the lord and we're going to continue exploring um, the book of Proverbs, exploring a new vision on the ancient wisdom for a secular age, from the Proverbs of Solomon. And it has much to teach us about wisdom and how to apply it today. And we're going to look at one particular subject that Solomon teaches about wisdom, and that is how it relates to friendship. We've just come through a pandemic, and the remnants of that pandemic are still with us. It hasn't truly abated and gone away from us. It has affected all our relationships. Our friendships have suffered. We've not been able to meet with one another, And the only way we could communicate with one another was via social media, Zoom, and the mobile phone. I think many of us got Zoomed out during that period. And like you, I miss the coming together as the gathered church, as the family of God, that we were were unable to worship the Lord together as a body of believers, as the family of God. And that was tragic. We are social creatures. We need one another. And the problem with the pandemic is that it heightened loneliness. And loneliness increased during that period. And it still affects us today. And one of the things about loneliness is it increases the risk of death. I was looking at some stats online, and it increases the probability of death by 26%. Not only is that sad, but also loneliness is worse than obesity. It can lead to severe depression and dementia. And we all know how dementia affects a lot of people today. Loneliness affects all ages, gender, family. And I was looking about the disabled community, even today, 50% of them on any given day can be lonely. And maybe that's a ministry we may have to consider reaching out to the disabled community when 50% of them are lonely. I'd just like to quote John Dunn, uh, a Christian, a 17th century poet. You know the quote, he says, "'No man is an island, entire of itself. "'Every man is a piece of the continent, "'a part of the main. When he wrote this, he was exploring what it meant to be a human being in a relationship between humanity and God. And it's so relevant today. And we are part of that continent. We need friendship. We need companionship with our God for us as men and women to truly flourish as human beings and this is what we're going to explore today we're going to consider these three aspects of friendship as in the book of Proverbs the first is wise relationships what the book of Proverbs has to teach us about that then secondly we'll look at unwise friendships and how they can affect our lifestyles Then thirdly, and finally, our relationship with God. Let us consider our first point, and that is wise relationships, as found in the book of Proverbs. But before we turn to the book of Proverbs, I'd just like to read out this um, quote from the um, internet. It's about teaching preschool children about friendship. And it comes from the Providence Children Academy. And they said building friendships is one of the core foundations of developing essential skills, such as social interaction, communication, and negotiation. These early relationships become the foundation type of a person that a child could become, and influence how they interact with the people around them. It is said that a higher quality of life also being attributed to successful childhood friendships. And I was thinking about this, and this starts here in the fellowship with our little tots, with our stay and play, how we have the kids' church, how we function, such wonderful relationships can be developed there and go on to greater things. And now we should encourage all those involved in such ministries to pray for their dedication as they teach these youngsters, these children, these young people, that they can flourish. Just tell you a little bit about one of the friendships I made while at school. One of my best friends, I formed this really good relationship at secondary school. And then, when it came to the age of 16, we left school and we parted. And it's been 50 years or more since I met this guy. And I'll just tell you that over the years, I've thought about him, He moved away to Cornwall, and uh, I kept in contact with his sister because we were close as friends, as families, and so he knew a little bit about me, and I knew a little bit about him. But every time he came up back to Beverley, we were never able to meet. And it was only during the pandemic that we got to... um, meet up. First of all, we got in contact through Facebook and then we um, telephoned one another and last year was able to meet him. He knew that I'd become a Christian, but he thought I was a monk and joined a monastery. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it was great meeting him just to reassure him that I wasn't a mad monk or a religious nut. That was just an ordinary guy who loved Jesus. And now we're in regular contact. And he's the only friend that I've got from my school days. A lot of other school friends or associates have sadly died. And friendships are important to each and every one of us. And I found this out when I first became a Christian. The guy that shared the gospel with me between the ages of 14 and 16 um, also discipled me when I became a Christian a number of years later. And he took me into his family, not only himself, but his wife and the children. And I became a part of that extended family And it started a wonderful relationship to develop develop those wise relationships, to give me good counsel. And that helped me immensely in shaping my life in Christ, that I'm still truly thankful for today. Such a wonderful relationship. We have other relationships as you read the scriptures. Think about David and Jonathan and such a wonderful relationship. And we need wise with relationships. I'd just like to share these verses with you. In Proverbs 17, 17, it says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. Even when we're going through tough times and we fail our friends, our true friends will stick to us. And when we face trouble, They are there for us. Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 6 says wounds from a friend can be trusted but an enemy multiplies kisses. And sometimes we need to be told and rebuked if we go awry to be put back on track and a wise friend A wise relationship will bring us back. And I was thinking about the last part of that. An enemy multiplies kisses. And I was just thinking about Jesus being betrayed by Judas. And Judas betrayed our Lord with a kiss. Then chapter 27 and verse 9 of Proverbs. Solomon says this. Perfume and incense bring joy to the heart. And the pleasantness of a friend springs from heartfelt advice. We all need these relationships. We all need to develop these. It's something wonderful. I'd just like to quote Henry Newwin. When we honestly ask ourselves which person in our lives means the most of us We often find that in those who, instead of giving advice, solutions, or cures, have chosen rather to share our pain and touch our wounds with a warm and tender hand. The friend who can be silent with us in a moment of despair or confusion, who can stay with us in an hour of grief and bereavement, who can tolerate not knowing, not curing, not healing, and face us with the reality of our powerlessness, this is a friend who cares. Do you have such a friend like that? In our relationships, our friendships, we can't rush them. We need time. We need space and patience for that intimacy to flourish with one another. And this is a challenge I want to put before you. Let's give ourselves the opportunity and the time with one another, when we go through for coffee, when we can mix and mingle. My challenge is this, speak to someone you have not spoken for for a while, or someone new and start to build that relationship. If we can develop wise relationships, and the book of Proverbs says many more things about them. There's many more verses for you to explore on your own about wise relationships. It also warns us about, secondly, unwise relationships. As I say, if a good relationship, a friendship, helps us grow and mature as human beings, as Christians, then bad relationships can have an adverse effect on our character. And the book of Proverbs warns us again and again what could happen if we overstep that boundary. In my previous point about the teaching of preschool children, about developing good relationships, bad relationships, early on in life, can have terrible consequences as we grow up and adversely affect how we function as human beings. Just think of it this way at school, there's bullying, there's peer pressure, there's gang culture, there's the county lines drug stealings, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. And school can be a dangerous place for our children, and now we need to pray for our young people, our young adults, as they go through their education. We need boundaries. That's important. And the book of Proverbs teaches us about wisdom, gaining understanding and knowledge. We need discernment to avoid unwise relationships and bad friendships and to seek those wise relationships, those good friendships that the book of Proverbs admonishes us to do so. I know early on in my Christian life, I learned a sobering rebuke from the Lord. I was working in a local transport firm at the time, and um, I had a friend there who wasn't such a good friend. And then the yard manager told me that I had to stop back during the tea break while the rest of the yard staff went off for their tea breaks just in case any deliveries came in, and then I would have to unload those deliveries accordingly. Well, I didn't like that. I wanted to be in the canteen trying to share the gospel with these folk. And so I would wander off to the canteen and mix and mingle with them hoping to share the gospel with them. Anyway, this one day, the yard manager came in, and he caught me. Oh, and did I get a ticking off? Did I get a rebuke? It was quite severe. And I realized it wasn't the yard manager speaking to me, but it was the Lord speaking to me, telling me not to make such unwise decisions In Psalm 24, this is what it says, because I did the opposite. I did sit with the deceitful, and I associated myself with hypocrites, and I mixed and mingled with the assembly of the evildoers. And the Psalmist says, I do not sit with the deceitful, nor do I associate with hypocrites. I abhor the assembly of evildoers. The book of Proverbs in chapter 13 and verse 20 says this. It says, walk with the wise and become wise. For the company of fools suffers harms. Who do you associate with? Who do I associate with? Then Paul, in the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 33 says, don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And I'm sure he must have been meditating on the book of Proverbs. We do need those boundaries in our relationships, in our friendships. We've got to be wise in our understanding. The book of Proverbs doesn't say that we shouldn't meet bad people and share the good news. Jesus did this. He met with the prostitutes, the tax collectors, the sinners. He met with whosoever. And in the gospel accounts, when he sent his disciples out on mission, he sent them out two by two. He sent out the 12 and then the 72. He never sent them out alone. And Jesus spent much time Teaching his disciples, shaping their relationships, their friendships, not only with himself, but with one another, how they could truly mani- minister to those they, set, they were sent out to, to preach the gospel, to heal the sick, to share the grace of God with whosoever. And so, let us be wise. In our evangelism, let us be encouraged and challenged. I'm going now to my third point, which is our relationship with God. And this is where my text for today is based on. In Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 24. It says, one who has an unreliable friend soon comes to ruin. But this is what I want us to concentrate on. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. As you read the scriptures, you find that all relationships, brotherly relationships, are not always good. We have the example of Cain and Abel Others were Jacob and Esau. Then take the parable of the prodigal son and the relationship he had with his older brother. Sibling rivalry is real, and it can be disastrous. I also remember I have a sister, a younger sister, and we had sibling rivalry. Rivalry. And we fought like Tom and Jerry as teenagers, but our relationship is much different today, and it's a wonderful relationship. But at the time, vying and jockeying for position, we fought like Tom and Jerry. But we have a greater relationship. We have God's plan of redemption. And that plan of redemption was to restore that lost fellowship that relationship, that friendship that we forfeited in Eden. And that's our greatest need of friendship, of relationship, is with our creator God. And we know this comes through our Lord Jesus, the Son of God. He is the one who reconciles us to God the Father. He showed us His father's love by laying down his life on Calvary's cross. And this is what John spoke of him in John chapter 15, verse 13. Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. You know, the problem with that verse is that we were not his friends at that time. Rather, we were enemies of God. Jesus died for the ungodly. That is you and I. He gave us his life a ransom to redeem us, to his father, to restore that lost fellowship that was forfeited in Eden. It's only when we repent... And we turned from the direction we were going, which was not a Godward direction, but we turned back to our God and we believed that Jesus died to reconcile us to God. There's that old hymn, isn't there? I love to sing it. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear and he bore them on Calvary's cross. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. And we come to God at Calvary. We come to Christ with a prayer of confession. That is something wonderful. And there are a number of friends whom God speaks of in the Bible. In the book of James... Chapter 2 and verse 23, James tells us that Abraham was counted as a friend of God because he obeyed God. And then in John chapter 15 and verse 15, when Jesus speaks about him being the vine and his disciples, we being the branches. He called his disciples, his friends, that they were no longer servants. And this is where we come back to our text. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And I'm going to ask you, do you know that intimacy that relationship with God. One who sticks closer than a brother. And I'm just going to finish with a little bit of my testimony. In my mid-twenties, God got of my life. I'd heard the gospel between the ages of 14 and 16. And then till about 24, I went on my own merry way doing what I wanted to do, looking for the meaning and purpose of life, but never finding it, trying to find it in this, that, and the other. And then the guy who told me about the gospel when, at the ages of 14 and 16 was the one guy that invited me to come to this mission at the church to hear about the gospel. It was only a four-day mission in 1977, in the month of October. The first night, I didn't go. The second night, the Tuesday night, I went. And to this day, I do not know what that preacher said from the pulpit. It went in one ear and out the other it was just mumbo jumbo. I couldn't make head nor tail of what he was speaking about. I spoke to my friend afterwards and he invited me to come on the Wednesday night. I said, Oh, I can't come Wednesday night. I'm playing badminton. I was in a badminton club at that time. And um, I may come on Thursday. I don't know. Well, Thursday came. And what happened was, I had got washed and changed. Now I was ready to go out to the pub and have a drink with my mates. And so I heard this voice saying to me, no you're not, you're going to the mission. The other voice says, no you're not, you're going for a drink with your mates. I had this battle within myself. It was either the pub or the mission, pub, mission, pub, mission. And I went out that door that night, ended up at the mission, and I sat in the congregation as you all sat there. And I heard the voice of Jesus speaking through the preacher from Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears my voice and opens that door... I will come and dine with them and they will dine with me. And that just hit me. And that night I surrendered my life to Jesus. And it's been a wonderful relationship through thick and thin, through good and bad. But I'm still on that Emmaus Road today. And this is why I'm standing here talking about wise relationships the friendship with God. And this is what you can experience. This is something wonderful that the book of Proverbs has to teach us. Please read it. There's 31 chapters in that book. There's seven months of the year that are 31 days. So whatever month has 31 in it, Read a chapter a day and develop that wonderful relationship not only with the law but with one another. Now I finish.
0: Thank you for listening to the Hall Vineyard podcast. We would love to connect with you and welcome you home to church. To find out more, go to hallvineyard.co.uk forward slash connect and stay up to date with all that is going on in the life of our church, go to hallvineyard.co.uk forward slash church news and sign up for our weekly mailing. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you soon.